Welcome to the Heather Penny Podcast, where our goal is to help you reach your potential by increasing clarity, building confidence, and engaging courage. Dr. Heather Penny is a leadership coach, trusted advisor, and admired author. I'm Christina Morales, a writer and marketer, and Heather is my dear friend and my coach. So today we're going to end on a high note with our theme for April, rebirth and renewal, and we're going to talk about celebrating one another. Nothing can renew and refresh our spirit like someone who takes the time to say a kind word or shows compassion to us. And so Heather, we've been taking on some hard topics this the past couple months. <laughs> so I yeah, wanted, yeah. yeah, I wanted to end on a feel-good note today. It's mm-hmm. spring, the hills are green. Yes. I'm not going to say the hills are alive with the sound of music, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we need to pour a little love into our world. Uh, do you agree? How do you celebrate someone in your world? Well, I think we touched on this a little bit in our last podcast, but I just celebrate growth and I celebrate risk and I celebrate vulnerability and I celebrate um, people just stepping out. That to me is so inspiring because I know what it feels like to step out of your comfort zone and to intentionally choose. I want to do this different and I don't care how painful or uncomfortable this is. I am determined to grow from this. And that's what I, I just love celebrating that. And I'm, I think that um, I like being celebrated about that as well. Anyone in my close circle knows that I'm a huge growth person <laughs> and it requires kind of tangling with that uncomfortable spaces and being honest with yourself and others and having hard conversations and reaching out for help. And it's not fun because it's vulnerable. And I like, I like feeling strong, powerful, and have the answers, but I don't. And I think as I step into that space and having safe people around me to just honor that place with me, that's when I feel celebrated. And honestly, mm-hmm. that's when I want to celebrate others. Mm-hmm. And celebrating others makes me think of the movie, pay it forward, mm-hmm. um, do something nice for someone and then they'll do something nice for someone else. It's such a beautiful concept. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really hard year. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think we can get back to that place where people are genuinely kind to one, one another again? Like I think in the fifties, it seemed like people were yeah. kinder and more respectful. Can we get to that place again? Honestly, I think we're there more than we'd like to mm-hmm. realize. It's just our media and our social media, our news, everything is, is highlighting a polarizing kind of meanness and inhumaneness toward one another. But when you stop and really think about your day-to-day life, you know, my family, my neighbors, my clients, the people I engage with, none of us are being mean to each other. We're all being very kind and loving and caring for one another. And I think we're getting so distracted by the conversation that's happening and swirling. that's really kind of fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the news is not talking to anyone. They're talking just to this audience, but they're not remembering the humaneness of it. Social media it's not a real relationship when you just leave a post, a snarky post and, and jump off. It's not even, it's not even a real relationship. So we're hiding behind a lot of these fake quote relationships, but they're not real relationships. And then we're calling those, Hey, this is the state of the world. Mm. I go, no, that's the state of our news. That's the state of our media. That's the state of our politics. That's the state of, and then it's the, it's the individual's, who are joining that, that that I believe is the issue. And I think it's the ones that are standing strong and saying, 
no, we don't believe in a world without kindness or love. We believe in one that says, I get to be about giving and offering love and compassion and kindness and empathy. And I think that's one of the most courageous things we can do is stop and take a stance. And even when I have people who want to kind of put me in a pigeonhole and say, you believe this or you're that or this, or you voted this way or that way. I think one of the things and my husband, and I both do this quite a bit of just saying, I, I think we all want more of the same thing than we're realizing. Wow. We all want safe families. We all want safe communities. We all want loving homes. We want inclusive environments. Mm-hmm. We all want this. It just because you voted a certain way doesn't mean you're rejecting what a lot of us all want. Why don't we start talking mm-hmm. about what we all want and then start figuring out how to get there together as a, as a humanity. And I think, and I think we're spending too much of our energy just accusing one another. And I would yeah. say even falsely, you know, you, you can't just accuse someone of being a blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to stop and stay curious and say, I heard you say this. Are you aware of how that sounds? Or can I get more understanding on that? Or I heard this out of context and I want to make sure I give you an opportunity <laughs> to give me more than just a sound bite of, of, you know, five seconds or less. We're judging people on one phrase, one soundbite, how they voted. We're not, we're not engaging with them as uh, in a relationship to get to know them better and understand it so that we can actually toss ideas and perspectives back and forth to come up with one that is more of a bridge together. Mm-hmm. I think that's so true. We forget that the media, they're based on sales and they're based on ratings. So they're not going to say like, you know, one neighbor gave cookies to another neighbor, catch yeah. it at five. You know, it's just not going to happen. They're going to do anything like the National Enquirer. They're going to do anything that's shocking. And so that's what they keep feeding us. And that's what we're thinking the state of the world is. And it's not, it's, they're saying things for ratings and for sales. And so I yeah. love that point you made. Right. Yeah. I don't care how you voted. I want to get to know you. Yeah. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say you're a certain person because how you voted or where you go, you know, all these different are the color of your skin, any of it. I want to really get to know individuals and give them a chance to, to talk about their experience in their life and who they are. And I want them to, to be able to listen to mine as well. And then I want us to feel like we both believe that we can come to a common ground together that moves humanity forward. Exactly. And when we're tired and in pain, it can be so hard to celebrate someone else. Like we we were saying in the last one, I'm just surviving. I'm not thriving. So people are are in survival mode and we do need to get to that thrive mode. What should we do if we're in this place that we're barely surviving? How do we help someone else? Yeah, we got to take more breaks. Uh, (laughs) I'm laughing because I just was on a call with two amazing leaders and I really love these gentlemen, but, um, it's this running joke that I have in my work with high, these high achievers, which is, I feel like I, I, I talked to him about, Hey, when's the last time you took a break? And I'm not even talking vacation. I'm not even talking a day off. I'm just talking about you got there at 8 AM and you go, you work at 8 AM and you're leaving at 5 PM or six or these long days that these executives are working really hard. When did you take a breather throughout the day? Typically they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> They're such high achievers. And I go, did you take one minute to just take a breath and reset yourself? Mm -hmm. And so what I liken it to is, you know, I think in the airplanes, when we had to put the, we had to start telling these parents, put your oxygen mask on first 
before you try and help your kids because so many parents were passing out. So we had to start saying this so that we could keep the parents, you know, conscious to put the oxygen mask on their kids after they put theirs on first. And that feels so counterintuitive to a parent. You just Mm -hmm. want to go save your child, but then you pass out and then neither of you are saved. So it's the same thing here that I work with leaders. I want to say you got to put your oxygen mask on first and take a couple breaths and then you can go help other people. And a lot of times they don't want to believe me, but then they're wondering why they're so frustrated. They're mad or they're exhausted when they come home or literally just melting down and crying when they get home because they're just so tired of what they gave. My job is usually come along and say, okay, let's figure out how to take a couple breaths through the day. And it could be as simple as one minute um, walking outside and taking a couple breaths. It could be listening to a five minute song. It could Mm -hmm. be shutting your office door. And that's just in the professional world. In the personal world, it's how are you maybe managing with these two toddlers? I remember one mother had to convince her, just can you find three minutes, three different times a day to take a breath? So she got it down one minute, three times a day. It was something like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then it it was so powerful that we went through probably an hour negotiation stage of what she could do. I don't even care where they're at. I just say anything. If you can just choose something. And this kind of goes back to where we celebrating one another. Mm-hmm. When I, when I think about how we help each other let down, that's where we have our strongest clarity. That's where we become loving and peaceful again, because we're giving ourselves a break. We're, we're letting down. And um, I think that's where we have more empathy for one another, more kindness for one another. And that's what I love celebrating. You know, how did you jump on your tire swing today? How did you spend time under the stars, that active rest and that passive rest, they're both so beautiful to be able to move you into more clarity, more confidence, more courage. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask some, a fun question. All right. <laughs> What's the nicest and most memorable thing anyone has ever done for you and what made it so special? Oh, wow. You know, I think, uh, immediately think of my husband. He, um, He's done amazing things for me over 27 years of marriage. And he found out one of my languages of love really is uh, gift giving. And so I think the most recent one that came comes to mind is <laughs> I threw him a huge um, 50th uh, birthday party. And what he did, and I didn't know he was going to do this, but I had, oh, we probably had like uh, 20, 25 of our friends over here. And I catered in this meal. And I just made it very special. And I was really excited about it all. And a lot of times we'd like to do giving away our favorite things, kind of like Oprah's favorite things. So fun. <laughs> so like Invite to- me next time. <laughs> yes, serious. <laughs> so we had done this and he, uh, he surprised me by just buying me this gorgeous Tiffany bracelet, which is Aww. like, yeah, more than I would ever spend on myself. But it, he wanted to tell me in front of all his friends, this is, this is to honor our 27 years together, you know, uh, and I've been, I've been um, married longer than I've been single now. And it was so powerful. And I remember him kind of getting down on one knee and presenting it to me. And I'm like, this is your birthday. I was so, so uh, thrown by his generous love and his public love for me and how he wanted to show it. So I guess I would say that was, that was one that comes to mind recently. And he has found, he has found ways over the years to love me well, because I don't, I don't see it coming and I don't Mm -hmm. really expect it, which is probably a little bit of my own issues. (laughs) 
<laughs> thinking, am I lovable? But my sweet man just keeps wanting to remind me you are so lovable and you are so loved. So it's probably one the one that comes to mind the most. That's beautiful. Mm. And I want to throw out a challenge to our listeners. It's easy to celebrate someone who is nice to you mm-hmm. and who we love. So my challenge is what if we pick the crankiest person at work or in our extended family to love and just write a nice note to or bake cookies and bring it to them. What do you think about that, Heather? <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I think that love changes so much. And I would even add one more caveat because there's mm-hmm. some relationships that are just needing some boundaries. You get to love them without even doing anything. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in some challenging relationships where I've had to gently step away from and release instead of thinking about them and kind of like getting all worked up in my head, I've, I've, I've been able to say, I bless you. And I release you. I send you love and light. And I just be hmm. able to love people from afar, even if you can't be in relationship with people. That's really good. Uh, it makes me think there's a quote in Fiddler on the Roof. I love, and they say, is there a blessing for the czar? And it says, yes, may the Lord bless and keep you far away from me. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So So, I I have that blessing on some people. (laughs) (laughs) So bring cookies if you feel led or send them love and light if you don't, you know, but (laughs) you get to to show up in love. You don't get to, you don't have to be a victim to your feelings or emotions or how you've been treated in life, but you also don't have to sit there and tap dance and try and fix it either. So that's why I throw in the caveat with the cookies. I go, yeah, you feel led, go get the cookies. But if you feel like you're really working on your boundaries, just send them love and light and be at peace with that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> Choose and your then, options, listeners. Yes. I was going to say, or you could put something in the cookies, but you know, that goes the opposite way. <laughs> Maybe I need to edit this out a little bit. <laughs> and my second challenge is that we all need to love ourselves more. And you alluded mm-hmm. to that. We can't pour into others if our cup is empty. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about rest and renewal. So mm-hmm. Heather, how do you spoil yourself? How do you love yourself? Yeah, that's actually um, something that has come up on my radar more recently. I think if I really want to love the world well, it's the same thing I coach and talk about is I got to love myself well. And I don't think I do that so well. And I think that's becoming more apparent to me. So everything from self-care is really important to to me to learn how to do. And um, I think just giving myself more breaks, letting myself back off, letting myself enjoy downtime not feeling this need to feel productive all the time. I have Mm -hmm. this haunting that, I don't know, I've got to use every single minute of the day and make sure that I use it well. Otherwise, I don't know, some kind of productive cop is going to come after me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that that is not a good way of which I want to live. And so I think letting myself refresh, renew, um, pull back, say no. I've said no to a couple things more recently, some speaking things. Those take a lot out of me mm-hmm. and just letting myself be at peace. You know, sometimes I say no to some things, like that it's clients or uh, different speaking opportunities. And I have this fear of what if nobody calls me again? What if I don't, you know, what if it all, the well dries up, so to speak. And that's, I don't want to live out of fear. I want to live out of the self-love of I get to offer what I want in this moment and I get to offer what I need to, to myself, to my family, to others. And I think that's a lot of why I chose the word compassion for the year. Mm-hmm. I want more compassion toward myself and out of that will flow a higher level of compassion for those I engage with, whether it's clients or family or friends. 
Mm-hmm. And how do you celebrate your friends that are closest to you? Um, I think all my friends love telling me about, they love telling me what they're doing in life. And I, and they know that I'm just going to cheer them on. I'm mm-hmm. thinking this morning of, I got up early and joined a friend for a walk and we had about an hour together before we both had to jet off to work, but she got to tell me some things she was overcoming and some things she was struggling with. And I got to tell her some things I'd overcome and struggling with. And it was like, we were both just giving each other this high five and this cheering and keep Mm -hmm. going. You're, you're pushing through barriers. You're leveling up. You're having the courage to do what you need to do. And, and then this compassion with, I'm so sorry that it's so hard in this area, in this area, I'm here for you. I'm here in your corner. I'm cheering you on. And I think that's, that's a beautiful way that Mm -hmm. I, I get to step into that with friends and I I've found that they know that to be a consistent thing about me. If I'm struggling, I get to go to Heather and say, I'm really hurting. Am I going to make it through? Am I going to be okay? And I'm always going to be, mm. yep, you are, <laughs> you are. I will, I will be that voice in your corner that says you can and you will. Mm-hmm. And as we end April and this theme of her birth and renewal, what was tired in your life that needed to be rebirthed? I think with um, it was my balance. My work had increased so much. And then the intensity of the conversations had really increased over the last year. So that's when I started pulling back from doing other speaking, more public stuff, just because my hands were full with my own personal life and helping my kids navigate Um COVID and launching into college and trying to figure out homeschooling (laughs) with a junior in high school. And then my husband's business came back home and he used to be on the road more. So all four of us were all, we're all back in the house again. And I just realized I need to give the space for these three of my favorite humans in my life and, and for myself. And how do we get to love each other through this time, not just survive it, how do we get to love each other through this time and have a kindness toward one another and an empathy? And that requires a lot of emotional energy and a lot of emotional space and frankly, physical space mm-hmm. right? to have the boundaries we need everything from, you know, where we're working and where we're needing to have conversations to um, being able to be available for one another. You know, my, I got it literally got a chair in my office that is super comfortable <laughs> I had this other little tiny chair and was sitting there and my kids would come in and want to sit down and they're like, this chair is so uncomfortable. I went and got a nice big old chair and I stuck it there with a little footstool and they know mm-hmm. they get to come in and sit down and chat with me. And they, a lot of times they'll wait till the wow. phone clicks and they can hear my voice stop talking and uh, they'll come running in and sit down. My son knows to come in right after school. And I said, yeah, that's your chair. So I think it's these kind spaces that we provide for one another that says, I care and I love you. And I want to be, I want to hear about your world and I want to be a part of your world and I'm going to make space in my world. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and was there a part of your mind or spirit that needed to be renewed and how did you do it? Yeah, I needed to stop pushing my schedule. What worked a year or two ago, which was a nice little clip and pace that I love. It keeps me active and productive. I just needed to create more spaces on it so that when my son came home, he got to sit down in my chair and talk to me about his classes or make funny jokes. Or we got really into Marvel um, agents and the um, WandaVision that came out. (laughs) 
my daughter too. They would be oh. best friends. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to sit down and watch that, discuss that. And these feel like, you know, silly and unproductive things for uh, someone who likes to achieve and be productive. But I have to see it as this is honoring the the deepest connections I want to have in this world with two children and a husband. So if I truly want to invest in those relationships, I got to make sure my calendar aligns with it. And since they're home more and have more time here at home, I'm going to pull back a little bit more and enjoy the space that I get to have with them. I was just getting ready to launch them. And then all of a sudden they're returning back home and I, I feel a little bit of emotional roller coaster, but I also go, it's a gift. I got to have my senior, my daughter in her senior year home, right when it starts getting so busy and then they're launching off to college. I got to have her home for about like six months. Mm-hmm. We had a blast together. Of course, we had to grieve for some of the stuff in her senior year, but I also feel like that was a gift. So kind of pulling back and letting my, whatever circumstances are going on in my life to start dictating my calendar, my schedule is a really important self-care for me. The temptation is to just keep trying to push through and keep up with the life that you want or that you feel uh, makes you feel important or valuable or busy. Um, I had to let go of a lot of that stuff and say, no, no, this is, this is what I want. They're right in front of me. And I get to say no to a lot of different things and trust that they'll come back around when the timing's right. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we're saying, celebrating others. Like you yeah. bought the chair for your kids yeah. to say you're important. You have a front row seat in my life, even though I have so many things going on or the Marvel, like my daughter loves yeah. Marvel. And I'm like, Oh Lord, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. And I don't know anything about it, but the same thing. I'm like, that's amazing. Let's watch this together. Yes. Let's yeah. celebrate your interests. Yes. I had to go educate myself on it and watch a couple movies because I was asking too many questions, apparently in WandaVision. (laughs) (laughs) I said, okay, I'll do my homework. I went and watched a movie. He told me which one to watch. I watched it. I had all my questions answered. So I was able to be all caught up to speed and not annoy him with the questions in WandaVision. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. And celebrating someone is putting their interests first sometimes. Right. Right. Yeah. That's perfect. So that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> um, thank you for, for thank you for listening. And we've had a great April of rebirth and renewal. We have, haven't we? Yeah, we've we've addressed a lot of tough issues, but I mean, I feel like we are able to to renew ourselves and to get stronger from it. Yes, and isn't it funny we started the podcast during this time? Yeah, I don't know if I would have ever done that if it weren't for COVID. Isn't that interesting? That's true. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I know. So please subscribe to the Heather Penny podcast and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to and share it. We want, we want everyone to hear your message, Heather, because it's such positivity and it's such amazing tools during this time. So please uh, share the Heather Penny podcast with your friends. And for questions, comments, and resources, visit heatherpenny.com. Remember to live your best life. You have to live intentionally. Have a great day and we can't wait for you to join us next week. Thanks, Heather. You're welcome. Take care, everyone.